heavy. I was just always the bigger girl. Every group has their, you know, the pretty one, the skinny one, the funny one. The I was just the bigger, funny girl. Like I, I was never thin ever in my whole life. I was always chunky. <laughs> I had no interest. I thought it was stupid. Like I, <laughs> I had no interest. Like I would see people running and be like, well, that's dumb. Like, what are you doing? Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Hello. Hello. <laughs> now we're British. <laughs> well, summer's arrived in Ontario overnight. Once again, no spring. Yes, because I was running in with a hat and gloves and jacket last week. That's right. And today we were in shorts and a t-shirt and we were sweating our butts off. So that's pretty typical. But summer makes me think of concerts, which I'm really missing. Mm. Second summer in a row without a concert is going to be a bummer. You like your concerts. I do. And that's why I'm wearing my Elevation t-shirt today. They are a U2 tribute band from Toronto and we've seen them many times mm -hmm. and I just wanted to give them a shout out and support local music as much as you can because who knows when we're going to be back to a real concert one day <laughs> one day I heard that in the states they're having concerts again and that if you had your vaccine you sit on this side of the stadium without your vaccine you sit on that side of the stadium no. and let's see how that works out <laughs> yeah that's not going to happen <laughs> Oh, it's oh. going to happen. It's, <laughs> that's going to happen. But let's just see how it works out. <laughs> All right. So we're we're off our soapbox. What's going on? What's happened with Gotta Run Racing? Well, our Monarch Relay and Virtual are still happening, still looking for runners mm -hmm. we're looking for virtual runners it's open to all north americans for the virtual and guess who signed up for our relay they're gonna do a burlington leg that's a clue and you're wearing the hat oh that's right the grim reaper from around the bay and his friend andrea are running the relay through burlington wow isn't that cool do you get to go up, the, up that hill as well <laughs> i don't think you touch Ooh. I don't you know. know what I I don't think so because we're trying to stay on trail or paved trail, uh. but it could be part of the around the Bay route because part of that is on a paved trail. Do you think he's going to wear wear his Green Reaper uniform? <laughs> I kind of think he might because his email address is Green Reaper related. That would it's be pretty funny. funny. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, it would be. Cool. I I want to carry his what do you call it the Sith or the. What's that thing that they use? A sickle, that? isn't it? Sickle? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I want one of those. And uh, we, we run, run the north. The north. Yep. We're now in Ontario. Wow. So we're making our way across Canada. We just crossed into Ontario. You can still sign up at gotterunracing.com. After May, we'll be hitting Quebec. Oh. La Belle Provence. We know La a lot of runners in Quebec. Based on this podcast, that'd be cool. Yes, we do. Mm. Yeah. So you can still sign up, all ready to go. You sure can. Cool. On today's podcast, yep. from Trenton, Ontario, we have Dawn Desarmieux, and she is a ultra runner who has a very interesting story. I don't want to give too much away, but I am friends with her on Instagram, and one of her posts caught my eye about a month ago, and I thought, huh, I think we need to talk to her. So stay tuned for Dawn from Trenton. Coming up. Welcome, Dawn, from Trenton, Ontario. Thank you for having me. 
This is great. Is this your first podcast? It is. Yeah, I've never uh, I've never done anything like this before. I know it's I'm a newbie, so like feel free to guide me um, <laughs> or shut me off. <laughs> no problem, no problem. What are you drinking today? Anything? Um, <laughs> funny, I have my Yeti hundred uh, k run finishers cup nice. with um, some with some built uh, recovery drink. So. Oh, yes. I saw your post. You went for a 10K this morning. I did. And it was super hot already. I was out there not not really early, but uh, around nine o'clock. Yeah. And uh, and it was already really hot. But I love it. I'm a heat runner. Give me the heat. Give me the humidity. I love it. I cannot run in the cold. So as soon as this weather turns warm, you will not see me inside. Wow. This summer. that's unusual because you know we're such contrast in the fact that we live in a cold country but we have such Mm -hmm. hot summers and so many runners like we're we've become fair weather runners we didn't used to be by probably because we didn't have a choice at one point in our lives where we were forced to be outdoors but now that we have a choice this is the perfect (laughs) month give me may yeah and i'm happy it's so great. May, is, May can be hit or miss too, because I know that I ran um, Sulphur Springs. I ran my first uh, 50 miler uh, in May. It was a May, probably I think this weekend or like maybe next weekend. And it was 40 degree heat and hot. And the wow. number of DNFs at that race were incredible, just solely because of the heat. And I was out there just like, yeah, <laughs> I just loved it. So it worked in your favor. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. The reason that we asked you to be on today is I, I'm not sure how long I have followed you on Instagram. And you know how you follow lots of people and you see people post a run, you kind of gloss over it unless something catches your eye. And one day you had posted uh, a link to your Huffington Post article and it caught my eye. Yep. And I checked it out and I'm like, Norm, you got to check this out. This <laughs> lady has been on quite the journey and is still on an amazing journey. So that's why we wanted to talk to you today. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you did find me because I've had some issues with Instagram lately. I had an account for probably eight years um, that had a grand following. I had, you know, 3,000 plus followers. I had 4,000 posts on it. And then all of a sudden I got hacked. They took my account away and I lost everything. So I was like, oh man. So I had to basically this past October, just rebuild from scratch and try to find all my friends. Like I, my running community friends on Instagram was huge. Like I followed thousands of people. Mm. So it was a matter of not only me trying to get my friends back and and uh, and getting them to come along for my journey, but that's that's how HuffPost uh, found me as well. Ah. They, I believe it. I believe it was either an Instagram post um, that had maybe linked. I blogged at the time back. That that article was done in 2014. Right. So I think it might have. Uh, they might have seen my blog at that time, which was super focused on um, weight loss and running. It was actually called Shrinking Inked Girl because 
Inked Girl 55 was my old Instagram handle that is now no longer. Right. But uh, yeah, they reached out and, and we did a great little interview and and it just that blew up. There was I got a lot of feedback from that article. And even today I put po- or not today, yesterday I had posted kind of a flashback post right. as a precursor leading up to this interview so that I could, you know, maybe pique some interest with some people. And that post received tons of likes on it, but everybody likes a feel-good story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially now when we're we're not seeing stories happen in front of us if we're at a race or training with people. Like you just we're missing that one-on-one connection. Yeah. And I think the more that we can see from other people online at this stage is a good thing, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. and having that presence and and uh and I never I never post to gain followers. I'm not solely worried about my follower count. For me it's it, it's genuine relationships that you can build through the social social media world and the running community because yes. the number of people that I've met in this community is I think I've run more races in the States than I have here at home. <laughs> so <laughs> just because of the community of people that I've met, like I've run everywhere from Vegas, uh, down to Kentucky. Um, Kentucky is my favorite. I love running down in Kentucky, uh, Detroit. I've just, I've been all over the place and right. just, and all of those connections were through Instagram and meeting people. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I reached out to a friend on Instagram who lives in Madoc and I said, do you know Dawn? Because uh, you're not far from Madoc. Yeah. She, she said she hadn't met you yet. Yeah. It's a small world, but it's not. If that makes sense. It's a small no. community, but it's I'm sure, Yeah, I'm sure we've probably your your Madoc friend, we've probably been somewhere together at some race and trained, like or you know, like just been in the same community and just didn't know it. Right. For our listeners that haven't read your um article, I think we should start right at the beginning because sure. y- you and I are a similar age. And in your article you were talking about how Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you spoke about how you were active as a kid where I wasn't. It's always interesting to see how people at this stage in the game, you know, what their background was. So tell us about the sports or activities that you were involved in as a kid. Sure. I, I you could ask my parents. They will tell you if, a, if an activity came up, I needed to try it. I did everything from soccer to softball to fastball, accordion lessons, <laughs> I just anything and everything. I just wanted to do it. But I'm, I'm also a person who it takes me a little while to find my niche and, and what I love because I get bored very, very easily, which mm-hmm. is surprising that running can keep me motivated because it's so monotonous it's it's the same yeah I did I played sports all through like elementary school high school um when I was older and uh became married I was playing ball hockey for a ladies team wow and I golf so I I was always doing something 
Right. But then I got into that. I got into the the whole married three kids and the weight comes on. I moved away to Alberta. I was no, I wasn't at home anymore. And, Mm. and so I just got comfortable. Right. Is that when the weight came on? Is that like when you kind of had a lifestyle change? Is that what happened? Yeah. As soon as I, as soon as I had my, my kids, um, my first two kids, I had, I had the first two kids living out West in Alberta. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was, I was then at that point, that's when I had my very first weight loss surgery was Mm -hmm. in, I think it was 98, 99 in Alberta. And I don't even know my recorded weight at that appointment. Like I couldn't even tell you it was more than the 284 at my revision surgery that I had. Right. But, um, but I had my original weight loss surgery back in 99, 98. And it, uh, it worked. I lost all my weight. And then I ended up with a complication 10 years later, Mm -hmm. and had to have that surgery um, reversed, which ultimately led me to gain 100 pounds in a year. Wow. So uh, that was when I ballooned up to the 284 again. And I was like, wait a second, I can't do this. I, I can't. And and uh, it was difficult for me to find somebody who would look at me and look at my case because Ontario was so new mm-hmm. in the weight loss surgery department. Like they just they weren't they weren't fully into it and and highly trained. So I got really lucky and was able to travel to Utica, mm-hmm. New York, to right. have surgery there with a super experienced uh, bariatric surgeon, Doctor Graber. So. Ever since then, it's been perfect. Right. But before 98, when you were fit, did you have a weight problem mm-hmm. before that? I was. Uh, yeah, I was I was never thin. Like even through my teenage years, like I wasn't I wasn't obese or heavy. I was just always the bigger girl. Every group has their, you know, the pretty one, the skinny one, the funny one, the I was just the bigger funny girl like I I was never thin ever in my whole life I was always chunky and did you run in in a, addition to doing those sports no never and didn't, I didn't want pick to up running. <laughs> I had no interest I thought it was stupid like I <laughs> I had no interest like I would see people running and be like well that's dumb like what are you doing like are you running to catch a ball like you know what I mean like because I was sport motivated all the time I didn't I just I honestly thought people who ran were just silly and and you were mostly on team sports too right I was I played like yeah. pretty much every sport I played was it was it wasn't a team sport yeah. right mm-hmm. that re- reminds me I don't know if you had to do this in your public school but both Norm and I went to public school in Toronto and it was a thing there but where they did that testing and you got either the bronze the silver or the gold do you remember? And you had to do these specific exercises. There was crunches and it was the, uh, nas- it was the national um, flexed arm hang. And you had to test? fitness test. Fitness test. Yeah, you never did that. Did you yeah. ever have to do that? I don't. I don't recall doing that. I remember in elementary school, I was always one of the favorite students to um, our sporty teacher. So we had we had one teacher in the school. He was the sporty teacher. And if you were a sporty kid, you were one of his favorites. So right. 
I remember we would play ball hockey or floor hockey in the gym, but I don't remember ever having to do a fitness test. No. All I know is that when it came to the, having to run around the track, I was doing everything I could to avoid having to do that because it just looked like torture. We, we didn't even have a track, so we would have been running around a field or something. Did you grow up in Trenton? I did. Yeah. I my I was born in Napanee, moved okay. to Trenton when I was seven. So okay. and then then I moved out west when I got married and came back. But yeah, I've always been in the Quinney region for well forever. Yeah, it's a beautiful region for sure. Sorry, back to your weight loss in ninety yeah. eight or nineteen ninety eight. You were playing sports during that whole time and you were trying to lose weight during that time? Is that the same? Um, no, I had kind of taken a back seat for sports when I moved out west because okay. I just didn't have the community of girls that I had when I lived here. So when I and that's that's a reason too as to why the weight came on was because I had moved away to a different province. It was just myself, my husband and our two little kids. I didn't have the community out there that I had here. So I didn't, I wasn't as active in sports at all. Right. And how long were you there for? We moved there in 95, 95 till 2001, I believe. I think I came back to Trenton in 2001. Okay. Post-surgery, how many years before you decided to take up running and what was the reason? I so I had my my surgery in the states in August of 2010 and for the first year I had I hadn't done hardly anything it was mostly just letting the weight come off mm-hmm. and then in 2011 I knew that I had to start doing something I don't know why but I thought I'm going to go for a run <laughs> and I don't know what put it in my head? I honestly don't even, I, I wish I could say that I had this godly light moment that <laughs> came to me and said, go run. I don't know what it was. I just put some shoes on. It was dark. I refused to run in the daylight because I didn't want anyone to see me. So I would go out in the darkest of clothing with oh. nothing reflective on Oh no! because I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> And I would just run around my neighborhood and I would try to go from streetlight to streetlight and see how far I could could go. And then because I'm super competitive, but only with myself, I, I don't like to compete with other people like I, I just because I'm not I'm not elite. I'm not fast. I'm not any of those things, but I I'm very competitive with myself. Right. And, and I need to set goals. I just, it, it would be like, okay, well, I made two streetlights tonight, so I'm going to do three streetlights. And, and that's what it, like, there was no distance. There was no nothing. I was running in, like, these really crappy sneakers. Like, they weren't even, I just didn't know. Right. But, but that, that was the bug. In 2011, I, I started slowly and did my first race, my first 5K in April of 2012. Wow. Now, when you first started running, did you tell anyone that you were doing this? Oh, heck no. 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 My, uh, not at first, because I just, I didn't want anyone to, in my, because I live in a small town. Right. I thought, oh my gosh, if I start 
posting about this and people are going to go looking for me and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, but once I, once I got into it, then, then I found the community because my, my Instagram and stuff, the original one started off as a weight, weight loss account mm. and, and food, like it would be, what am I eating and stuff like that. But then when I started um, running then I found that there was like this whole other community out there and it, it just broadened the blog and the blog then became less food as to what I'm eating and more running and training and, and stuff like that. And people were, were interested. Like they, they were like, wow, you're doing this. And, and yes. I'm like, yeah, like I'm doing it. I, I don't understand it. Especially when they knew me, they're like, you don't run. And I'm like, I know. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at gotterunracing.com. Have you checked out our virtual series yet? We Run the North. Celebrating Canada's national parks features a total of 13 10-kilometer challenges, one for each province and territory. How many national parks can you name? Well, there's Algonquin, and then there's Bam. Then, then that's it? Anyways, medals that connect, license plate style bibs, and cool swag can be yours. Visit gotterunracing.com for more details. Now, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> was this running after the second surgery, was the weight loss coming yeah. off yes. by itself or was the running helping it happen? Well, I think what was happening was it took it took me a year to lose probably a hundred and 110, I think it was 110 pounds I had lost in that first year. So I was feeling really good. And, and I knew that I needed to exercise and I knew that I needed to do something. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't ready to hit up a gym and start slinging weights in front of a bunch of people. Like I just, that was not interesting to me at all. Right. And this was something that, that I knew that I could do by myself, didn't need anyone around could do it in the dark. And, and I just, I could feel myself getting stronger and it only exacerbated the, the weight loss. Like right. it, it definitely expedited the process. It, mm. it helped quite a bit. It's interesting too, with social media, it, obviously it has a lot of drawbacks because people say whatever they want to say on it and feel like they're shielded from any sort of courtesy. <laughs> but when you start posting things like that, you don't even have an iota of how many people you can reach because they may not tell you that, oh, I saw your post today and I was inspired to walk around the block. Now, there yeah. could be people that are reaching out to you and saying how much you've inspired them and they've started a program because of you. But I bet you there's 10 more that are doing it but haven't told you. And that, I think, is so powerful because... You know, what you put out there, it can reach so many more people now. Whereas before, 20 years ago, we were all getting up in the, yeah. at night, you know, in the middle of the night, putting on our clothes and not talking about it. And we only had ourselves yeah. to, if you had a bad run that you felt bad about yourself, well, you don't have to do that anymore because you're putting it out there and people are acknowledging it one way or the other, right? Yeah, it's, it's true. I, I've got a lot of feedback 
Um, some pot or pardon me, all positive, maybe just a tiny, tiny bit of negative comments. Like I get the troll comments here and there, but I pay no mind to that. To me, it's it, it I can just wash that right off my shoulders. I don't yeah. even I just I know who those people are. So that's right. The majority of, of the, the people who have reached out to me are people who have started a weight loss journey started a running program I get tons of people call me and or DM me and say hey how did you get started and first and foremost I tell them I am not a coach I have zero experience other than my own <laughs> I try to guide them in in the direction of actual professionals yes but but to me it's just this is what I did and and it worked and I haven't I haven't stopped since 2011 I went from absolutely zero running to doing a hundred K on a treadmill this year. So, <laughs> you know, to me, I just, I just, I just got to keep going. Yeah. The five first five K, what do you remember from that race? Uh, it was freezing. It was by the water. What race and was I it? I remember. Sorry. What race was it, Don? Pardon me? What race was it? Uh, I, th- I think that it was called the Ken Sykes Memorial Race in Belleville. It was down at the waterfront. And I was, I was a realtor at the time. And one of my lenders was going to do it. And he's like, you, you got to come do this with me. And I'm like, okay. I, I didn't even know I ran that. I've never run a 5k as fast as I've run that one. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I have, I'm pretty sure it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. The Ken Sykes Memorial run walk. That's I did awesome. it in 30 minutes. And, and I, I don't think I've ever run a 5k in 30 minutes because I'm slow. I wow. like to take it all in. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing the finish line, were you hooked? I was. It, it, it was just, it was a really, really small race. Like I'm talking, there might have been 20 or 30 people in this race. But the fact that I beat some of them <laughs> and there were people behind me, I think I was like, Wow. And then I got a medal and I had this cool little bib. I do I do remember though it being my first race and reading up about it, the whole carb loading and stuff. I remember we went and got New York fries at the <laughs> mall the evening before because I'm like, oh I got a carb load. So I thought like one small fry was gonna be like, yes. I was like totally nutritionally proficient now. Like I knew what I was doing. At least it wasn't fettuccine Alfredo five minutes before. I don't know if you're an office fan, oh. but <laughs> oh man, I've had some really wild carb loading. Where I'll just be, yeah, let's have burritos before race. Let's do it, and then you're just, uh... well, spoken like a true ultra runner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my bib has I. I well when I ran my 50 miler I was uh, I was vegan at the time and I remember stuffing my pockets with boiled potatoes and salted cucumbers and I was like just picking boiled but and by the time I got to actually eat them they were just mush both of them <laughs> but yeah go ultra <laughs> what made you want to keep going to the next distance and the next distance um I think because, because I challenge myself, Mm. like I, I have to have, I have to have something to, to, to reach. I'm, I'm just, I'm not comfortable kind of, well, no, that's not true. I am comfortable a lot of times, but 
but I, I did the 5k and then I did a half marathon with almost no training. I trained on a treadmill at the YMCA. I didn't know what I was doing. I would run 30 minutes every day, five days a week and thought, well, I can run a half. And I think I ran that in like two and a half hours. Wow. Again, in crappy sneakers, not even like, yeah, I was like, I can do this. Was that the same year? The same year? It was. Yeah, it was in April April of 2012 and I ran it in two hours and 30 minutes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. But, But fun fact, I then, I ran my first 56K before I had even run a marathon. Nice. Spoken like but a true ultra. I got, uh, <laughs> I know. I got in with um with my good friend Josh Holmes, who is uh, the founder of Run It Fast. So mm. I kind of found his group first, and and so we would be talking, and and he's super encouraging, super motivating, and he's like, "You need to come to Kentucky. We need to get you on the ultra circuit." And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna run for ten hours overnight around a half mile horse track, and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> He's like. He's like, no, trust me. It's called it's called Run Under the Stars. It's in Paducah, Kentucky, and I'm like, okay. So I drove my down to Paducah, Kentucky, and uh, and the race starts at like eight p.m. or eight. Eight till six, yeah. So it's 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 ten hours around a gravel horse track, half mile horse track, and you you just keep going. And so keep going. I, and there's I was gonna say, had you done much? I had only run a half. You'd only not run a half, and you hadn't done a lot of night running other than around your neighborhood, right? Just around the neighborhood, yeah. Right. So yeah. that had probably done. <laughs> I'd probably done like a handful of 10 K's. I might've even done a half, another half. Like I, I can't remember the total, but I do know that I ran that 56. I did 56 K that night in nine hours and 40 minutes. And, and then I was hooked. I was like, wow. Cause there, everybody's up coming up to you and you're like, you're an ultra runner. You're an ultra runner. I'm like, I'm not even a marathoner. They're like, well, technically you are. who needs a marathon when you can run an ultra (laughs) exactly exactly wow so that was a big big step out of your comfort zone for sure (laughs) it it was and it, it also got me into trail running which I love trail running like I when I found out that you can run a trail marathon ultra and nobody cares about how fast you're going. Nobody is like standing there with signs saying almost there. It's just, everybody's like, they're, they're just so friendly and, and they cheer you on. But to me, I just found that the competitiveness of road racing was so difficult. Like I just, I don't like that. Like I don't, I don't like to, turn around and see three people behind me and wonder, is that the only three people behind me? Am I, am I in the back? Like, am I that slow? And whereas when you're out on the trails, you have no idea. (laughs) It's true because when you're out on the trail, you you may not see someone for an hour. It's quite possible. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it also, yes. it also gives the illusion that you're running fast when you're running past the trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recall being at uh, at Sulphur and and I'm pretty sure that I spent probably a good 15 kilometers completely alone. I remember being out there in that heat hallucinating. I was like I was convinced that somebody had pizza and salt and vinegar chips because I could smell them and <laughs> I was nowhere near an aid station. I was in the middle of nowhere. Did you think you were lost? And no, I because because it's a 20 kilometer loop, this was probably like the third loop. So I, I knew where I was and I knew where I was going, but it was just like I just thought somebody must have been near me and had pizza. It was <laughs> it was so weird. So going back to that first ultra, how did you change your training? I'm assuming you were a little bit more used to the the training program and you figured out that you needed to do a little bit more varied very yeah, I I knew I knew that I was going down there. I had absolutely zero expectations. I just was trying to calculate based off my prior races what I thought I could do. So I remember thinking I could get a 50k. I remember thinking that, but I never voiced it because I didn't want anyone to say, "Hey, you didn't do it." <laughs> but right. I I just I ran more. I was running, you know, pretty much probably five, six days a week, like maybe one, two rest days. I didn't have a calculated plan. Um, I don't think I even started using plans until I think when I went to Vegas, I ran uh, the strip at night in mm -hmm. Vegas. I ran the marathon there which is such a fun race. That's a, that. that's a fun road race. If there's a road race to be run and you, you need something different, that one's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So to do that first ultra, I think it was just a matter of me committing myself a little bit more to running more. Like right. I didn't, I didn't have a plan. It was, it was just time on my feet was what mattered and, and getting it done. Right. Tell us about the Yeti challenge that you took on then. Oh, those darn Yetis. They get me every time. Every <laughs> single email that comes into my box, I just, damn you, Jason Green. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the Yeti challenges were, I did three, four of them. Yes, I've done four of them now. So my very first one was the Yeti 24-hour. Um, where you run 5.16 miles every four hours for 24 hours. So of course I wanted to make sure that I did a 50 K. So I altered my, I think it was 5.34 or something like that, whatever I had to do right. because I couldn't just do what it said. I always had to do more. So <laughs> I did the very first one. I decided to do that one on a treadmill because it was who, I don't even remember what month I did that, but but I, I just knew that I wasn't going to be running out on the streets at one in the morning by myself. I just, it didn't feel safe. And so I didn't want to adjust my, my schedule. I wanted to just run on the treadmill, take my break, get back on it. And so I did that. And then they came out with the 50 mile challenge and that's 50 miles in 24 hours. So okay. again, you're running, you just increase your distance for that. So I did that one. I thought, well, I'm going to try that one on the treadmill again. 
And then they came out with like a, uh, a Yeti 24 hour where you had to beat your original 24 hour. <laughs> so, so I did that. <laughs> and then they sucked me in with the hundred K and the hundred K was 5.16 miles every four hours for, for 48 hours. Oh, for 48. So that one, 48. Yeah. I think I kind of just wanted to punish myself a little bit, like, because everybody knows running on a treadmill is difficult. And I think that because I knew I was going to have to be doing it for so long, I just, I wanted to really, really mentally get my head into it, Mm -hmm. which was the whole point of run. Like when you're running every four hours for 48 hours, that's a long time on your feet to go nowhere. Honestly, I think I'd rather do 100K consecutively because the thought of stopping and starting mm. again, I think would be harder because at some point you're yeah. going to seize, you're, you're sleep deprived. Yeah. You, even if you took a nap, still have and to I get do. up in an hour, eat, and then get back out yep. there. It's got to be harder. Yeah, it has to and be harder. It, it's difficult. Like lots of people did them maybe as a mix, like one round outside, one round inside. Like I, I know a lot of people that did them opted to do the overnight, like, cause you would do it. At, well, you could pick your four hours, but the way I did it was always nine, one, five, nine, one, five. I was running at 1am and 5am and it right. was dark. Like it was, it was dark. I just didn't want to have to be outside by myself for an hour, but it was, it was a mental challenge to do that on a treadmill. Because yeah. and that was the whole point was you you would get off and I remember I don't even know it was it was the evening of like I was I had maybe two legs left and I was just like where am I like I was dizzy and and I think just from the constant not going anywhere kind of thing I just remember being super dizzy on there and thinking oh my god this has to end <laughs> and it did. When was that? As with any ultra, this has to end. (laughs) That wasn't that long ago. When was that? What month? Uh, Just, I did it over Easter weekend. Oh. Right before we went into, yeah, we went into lockdown, I think that Thursday or something. And I found out that my, my kids couldn't come home. I have two older kids who, you know, live in different regions and they couldn't come home for Easter. And I was like, you know what? What a perfect time to just do this. I have two days where I'm already kind of sad, you know, Easter's canceled, the kids can't come home. And I'm just going to go and torture myself for 48 hours. Wow. Do you think about how far do you think you can go now? What do you think you can do now that you've done that? (laughs) In terms of distance? Mm. Well, distance wise? Yeah. I would love to do a hundred, like I would love to do a hundred miler, but I would have to really, really find a race that had not an aggressive cutoff. Like, mm. like I'm, I'm talking like I could never run a hundred miler in a 24 to 28 hour cutoff time. Cause I know, I know I just couldn't do it. So I'd have to find a race where they offered you maybe a 200 miler was ongoing like at part of the race and and they would let you just keep going until you finished right right I'd like to I'd like to say that I've done one but who I don't know who knows have you researched anything like that have any races come up in your mind that 
Well, I would love to do it at Sulphur Springs. Okay. Uh, Sulphur Springs Trail Race has, they had right before the lockdown, like before COVID hit, I know I was signed or think, I think I was thinking of signing up for the 50 again, for the 50 miler. And then it was, it was going to be canceled. But I'm pretty sure I looked at that and they had a 200 mile yep. um, option. Yep. And they I'm were. pretty sure that I could do yeah, I'm pretty sure that I could have registered for a hundred and I wasn't ready at that time, by no means. Right. But I think that if they come back, that would be the one that I would do because I know the course. I've yes. run that course I think three or four times now. So I'm comfortable with it. Like I right. know where the hills are, I know where it's hard, I know where you have to go faster and where you have to slow down. So yeah. I think that, that would be like a really good race for me to do a hundred miler. Yeah, that's true. And it's 20 K loops is nice because it's not too short and yep. you can kind of plan. You got your crew waiting for you. you got your crew. Yeah. 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 That, that would be. Yeah. I, I've been crewless. So I would have to actually find myself a crew because I remember when I did the 50, it was the four. Oh, oh hi crew. <laughs> 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 I was, I had, I had nobody. I drove myself to the race and my, I remember leaving the race. And the only way that I knew what lap that or loop that I was on was I would wear um, elastic bands on my wrist. And every time I finished a loop, I would move it over to the other arm. Smart. So I knew how many I had left. And, uh, and I remember when I got down to that one last elastic and I was like, Oh, this is it. And then I, I just, I got back up and then I'm like, Oh, there's nobody here. I have to carry all my stuff. And I was trying to get in my truck to drive. And I remember getting in my truck and, and I was like, okay, okay. And then everything just kind of started shaking. And then I had to drive myself to the hotel room and I got to the hotel room and I went to put my foot outside of my car, like out of the truck. And and I, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God, I'm going to have to call the hotel staff to come get me. I can't get out of my vehicle. It was terrible. My legs just just went goofy. And so, yeah, so definitely going to have to get a crew next time. It's a whole new experience (laughs) with a crew and a pacer. Yes. It can definitely make things much smoother. Absolutely. Don't don't be uh, afraid to hit us up. We're okay, closer to the Sulphur Springs than you are. Yeah, yeah, we're not that far from. We're not that uh, far from Sulphur. For sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> I hope it comes back. Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at gotterunracing.com. Did you know the monarch butterfly is the ultra runner of the insect world? Covering over 4,000 kilometers every year during their migration from Mexico to Canada. Is that what they mean when they say the butterfly effect? That was a weird movie. We've launched the Monarch Ultra Virtual 10K. You can run, walk, hike, bike, or flap your wings virtually anytime, any place. You'll receive a beautiful two-sided medal featuring a stunning Monarch, as well as a custom neck gaiter, all while supporting Camp Kawartha in Peterborough. Our goal is to have 430 participants across North America, each completing 10K, representing the collective distance of the Monarch's migration. Sprint to GottaRunRacing.com for more details. Now, back to the show. So I wanted to ask you, 
you've sprinkled some road races back in to your training, but is that out of sort of wanting to see that location? For example, you wanted to do Vegas, or is that something you think you'll always do a little bit of road, a little bit of trail? Um, the roads right now that I've been doing is, is just mostly because they're virtual races and I, and I just have to get them done, so to speak. So I'll, 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 I'll run a, a bunch of 8k races and 10k races, um, virtually on the roads. But I think that I might try and do like maybe a virtual trail this summer, like something. I'm going to try and find a virtual trail race that, I can sign up for. Right. And because I, I, I do, I love the trails. I hate snakes. I I'm the worst trail runner because I'm absolutely terrified. Like I'm talking, lose my mind, call the Sartex to come rescue me when I see a snake. Cause I just, I go crazy. I just <laughs> hate them. But like, <laughs> we might, we might have one for you. Yes. You know, that oh. we're race directors as well. Do you know that? Yes, yes. So Chase the Coyote will have a virtual option. 50K. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure. I think uh, I have Instagram friends, April and Mel. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, they they run those. They they were at Sulphur and cheered me on when I was there. I remember seeing them, but but I'm pretty sure I've seen them post about Chase the Coyote and so... For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Other thing I noticed on your Instagram is you are a reader and Mm -hmm. you posted a book that I'm, I'm itching to get. And that's the new one by Dean Carnassus. Have you read it yet? I did. Yeah. I finished that one. How was Um, it? It was good. It was, uh, it's to be expected. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but I, I I get a lot of motivation from people, especially people who aren't 20 and and writing about how they're, you know, crushing Western states and stuff like that. I get a lot of motivation from people who are 50 and above and and running races. And and it was it was really good. It it was it was a good read. I no spoilers. Um, (laughs) But I did. I I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I try to pick up as many running books as I can. Probably my favorite running book is uh Scott Scott Jurek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did, what did you say? Mine is Born to Run. Oh, okay. I do have that too. Yeah, I read that. But, <laughs> but Scott Jurek North, I just I really, really enjoyed that book. And I, I love Scott Jurek. I met him in Vegas when I was there. And that is probably my biggest fangirl moment when I was just overcome and and didn't even know how to speak to talk to him. (laughs) And I was just like, hey, Jurek. (laughs) Were you a vegan at the time that you met him? Yeah, Yeah. I was. Okay. Because I know that's a big part of his uh, lifestyle too, right? Well, and every time I've, I think I've reread North, I don't know how many times. And every time I read it, I'm like, oh, okay. I have to be vegan again. Why am I not vegan? I'm, I'm such a flip. I, I, if consistency is key for everything and I am so consistently inconsistent when it comes to nutrition, <laughs> like I just, 
I was a very, very good vegetarian vegan for a lot of years. And then I started, um, I started lifting Mm. and, and I got really, really into lifting for a while. And of course you get into that whole gym mentality where it's chicken and rice and broccoli. And so I just, I bought into that whole concept and fully left the vegan lifestyle and it didn't do anything for me. Well, it is, (laughs) it is tough to find protein choices that will work for you, right? When, especially if you're doing that metabolic stuff for sure. Um, What were you signed up for just pre-COVID? Had you signed up for anything? One before that hit, or were you thinking of what your summer was going to look no, like? No, I was. I think that Sulphur Springs was one that I was holding out for because I think that I, I, I'm pretty sure Sulphur was the only race that I was thinking I was going to like physically run in in person pre COVID. Um, because I remember talking about it like in January of. I think it, what was it, 2020, 20, I don't even know where we are anymore, <laughs> but, but I remember, I remember talking to, you know, people at work about it and then, and I hadn't signed up. Um, but then once, once COVID hit and I was solely running on my treadmill, I was, that's when I started doing the virtual stuff. And, and I thought, okay, well, it gives me something competitive to do. So I did it. Like it, they were okay. It kept my mind on something, but, but there was no, there was no training. There was no, you know what I mean? Like, so I am signed up right now for the virtual Boston. Mm. That's giving me something to at least work towards. So right. my training plan for that starts, I think on the 6th of June, so I'm going to, I'm I'm going to follow my plan. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I have to do. And then run that out on my own little course here in town. And, uh, but it, it gives me something to work towards. So. Right. I can, I can appreciate that because I struggle without having a, a goal or a race to sign up for. So it does, it does yeah, make a big it difference. Just, it just becomes, well, I'm just going to go for a run. Like, okay, yeah. well, why? I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, when you have nothing to train for, it's just like, well, I don't know. It's nice out. I guess I'll go for a run. Yeah. No, I can appreciate that for sure. When um, people who have not seen you in 10 years or 15 years and you come across them, what, what is the reaction? What do they even recognize you? Um, yeah, most people, I have not changed to like, even if you, if you look back at the majority of, I always call them my fat Don pictures, but (laughs) if you look at those pictures in my profile, like my face is still pretty much the same like to me I think so but a lot of people they just they can't believe like they'll see me and they'll see the weight loss um because I'm still maintaining uh 11 years later I'm still maintaining a 100 pound weight loss I I have gained I've done that whole weight loss surgery regain it's it's difficult after all these years I still am struggling with it right um I'd like to drop another 20 pounds but when people see me First thing they say is, you know, oh my gosh, you, you look great. You know, what do you do? And first thing I say to them is I run. (laughs) (laughs) It's never, oh, you know, like, like after I tell them all about my running, I'll be like, oh, and I also had a side weight loss surgery, but you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah. And then they can't believe it. Like when they hear 
like a lot of my friends right now, I do have a really good core group of runner friends, even at my work. Like my boss is a runner. Mm. Um, my good friends at work, they're runners. They're way faster than me. And I refuse to run with them because they always <laughs> ask me if I want to come to track Tuesday. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but they're super encouraging. When I was on the treadmill in the middle of my hundred K, my husband yelled at me and he's like, Don, you have to come down here. And I'm like, what? And I went outside and they were out in my driveway blasting eye of the tiger. And they brought me like a little gift bag and they were like, you can do it. You can Aww, do it. That's so nice. Yeah. It so, is. It's, it's, it's nice to have that. What would you say to someone who, wants to start running, but they think they have to lose some weight first. Like, uh, First thing I would tell them is, yes, you can. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> absolutely it. can. Because when I started running, I was still heavier. Like I was, I was not 140 pounds. I was probably, I was probably, you know, 195, you know, and, and that's 195 with absolutely no athletic ability in running. And and I always tell everyone who comes to me is don't be ashamed to walk. I still walk. Yes. Like, Isn't if, walking if the hills fun? And, <laughs> yeah. I look for <laughs> I look forward to that, actually. Like I always tell people, like, don't don't be afraid to walk. If you find that you're running too hard, you're running too hard. So slow it down. And if the only way to slow yourself down is to get yourself into a walk walk and just keep moving you know and and I always tell people to to be mindful of of distance like don't set such high distance goals like Mm. tell yourself you're gonna go run for 20 minutes or you're you're gonna go try and run for 20 so do whatever you can for 20 minutes don't be like oh no I have to I have to go run a 5k well no you don't have to run a 5k you just have to have time on your feet that's all that matters just get out there get on your feet and don't think that you can run a half marathon without training. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're 20. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Can you share some motivational stuff that people, they reached out to you and they said, because of you, this is what I did. Something that stands yeah. out. Yeah, I've, I've gotten, like I said, quite a few people have, have reached out to me. And, and a lot of it has never been about the weight loss. Nobody reaches out to me and says, oh my God. Uh, this is so great. I want to have weight loss surgery. Nobody has ever said that to me, like Mm. ever. Everybody who's reached out to me has said, I can't believe that you never ran in your whole life. And now you're running ultra marathons. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I I am. And, and when they reach out, it's a lot of questions. It's questions. Like people just want to know, how did I do it? Why did I do it? Like, and to me, it was just setting goals. And and then when they, I will get DMs every once in a while from people who will be like, Don, I ran my first 5k this weekend. And I'm like, mm. awesome, like amazing. <laughs> and, and I will cheer everybody's victory. Everybody who has a victory, I'm right there cheering for you because that's just, that's just who I am. Like if, if you tried to do something and you finished it, that's a win. Absolutely. Like, that's just a win. If, if you went out and attempted to do, if you had walked out that door and went, mm, I don't want to do it now, then that's, I'm not sure, you know, come on, you can do it. So yeah. everybody who attempts something, then, you know, one foot out the door, 
kudos. I'm right behind you. Call me anytime and I will cheer you on. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, where do they they reach you? Oh, yeah. I know you have some, um, you're uh, partnered up with a few different brands. So if you'd like to give them a shout out, please go ahead. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, This year, I finally became a Dirtbag Ambassador, which was amazing because ever since I started running trails, I found their group and they just, they're, they're just such a positive, happy group. Like it's, it's not about promoting or trying to pimp a product. It's, it's just about a community. And, and so go dirtbags. I love to be a dirtbag runner. <laughs> um, Alter Ego is another ambassadorship that I have. They make the best running hats and sunglasses, mm. and I love them. And and again, also another great group of people who just cheer you on. And uh, and Road ID. I don't think that I go nowhere without my Road ID. <laughs> so I love them. And uh, and you can find always find links to everything on my Instagram and Twitter. I think I saw a post where you hadn't. Uh added your 100k charm to your road ID yet you get you better get on that <laughs> somebody had and that's that's the community that that I have on Instagram is, is they they will consistently remind me of my victories because maybe they think that I've forgotten because I did I had a 15 mile on there and and somebody pointed out that I, I need to get 100K. So that's that's my background cheering squad right there. That's just <laughs> reminding me that I did it. I always thought I wasn't going to be one of those people that put the, the sticker on the back of the car. But in my, my first Ultra 50K, a friend of mine handed me the sticker at the finish line. And I'm like, you damn right, I'm going to be putting this on my car. <laughs> I did that with uh, with my 100K. I had a 100K sticker sitting on a Bristol, like on a cork board in my kitchen for probably three years. It was just sitting there. It had so many holes in it from falling off the cork board and getting <laughs> pinned back up there. And finally, this year, I got to put it up. So I was I was pretty and I, I put it up. I didn't care. <laughs> Good for you. Well, we like to finish our um, podcast with a little bit of rapid fire. But before that, oh, why is your watch in miles oh, and not yes. kilometers? Norm's been dying <laughs> to ask me this question. I, I don't, I don't know how to run in kilometers. I can't even when people post, when people post their their timings and stuff. I don't, I, 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 I can't wrap my head around it. I think it's because I ran so many races in the states. Wow. But I, I don't know. I don't know if my first watch was just set to miles and yeah, but I cannot comprehend paces in kilometers. I always run in miles. <laughs> I can't comprehend paces in miles. I can figure it's, out the distance, but the, the pace, no clue. Yeah. No clue. Yeah, what no, it I, and, and I'm, I'm completely opposite. It, it has hilarious. to be miles. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm, I don't know. <laughs> All right. And because we are of similar age, I I celebrate, well, I haven't actually celebrated 50 yet. I turned 50 last October, but I'm, I'm holding out for the do over because I want a proper 50th. (laughs) So because of that, I've thrown in a couple of 80s questions for you. Okay. Okay. Just whatever you 
first thing that comes to mind, okay? Bon Jovi or Duran Duran? Bon Jovi. Favorite 80s movie? Oh, Breakfast Club. Nice. <laughs> well, one of the questions was Pretty in Pink or Breakfast Club, so you answered it. Breakfast Club, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, instead of asking another sport you'd like to excel in, would you ever do triathlon? No. <laughs> because of Never. the s- swimming or biking or both? Uh, I think this, the swimming, um, I don't like open water swimming because I'm always thinking there's snakes in the water. So yeah, right. No. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Never. Favorite curse word. You can say it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Is that what you say? Is that what you say when you stop your toe? <laughs> On the trail? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite running song. Oh, I don't know that I have a favorite running song. It just, I always find when I get to that last little bit to get home, I just have to find the fastest beat song on my mm. phone to just get me there. I don't, I really don't have a favorite. Do you run to music? I don't have a go-to. Do you run to music? All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, all I hear is my heartbeat in my head and I can't stand that. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> like hearing myself breathe. No, I don't wear... <laughs> I don't listen to music on the trails, though. Just road running. Oh, okay. A place you most want to travel to? London. England. England? Yeah. To do the marathon? <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. That's yes. a tough one to get into, eh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last one. Uh, pick a superpower. Ooh. I'd like to vanish. Like disappear. Mm-hmm. And float around. <laughs> keep going <laughs> that's two that's and flying in spy on people and <laughs> and hear what they're saying and uh yeah that'd be cool <laughs> not run faster and not uh anything like that just no because no, i i just i i no i don't i've never dreamed of being fast or anything like that i, I think it's just for me it's no you don't, you don't want to be the flash <laughs> No, no. I just want to be invisible. <laughs> the longer the race takes, the more the more fun you have, right? That's right. <laughs> I get my money's worth at every race I pay for. You got it. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much, John. It was really nice chatting with you today. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, guys. Okay. <laughs> Bye now. There you have it. Don, what a story. A lot of energy. Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's interesting how an athlete, but didn't know anything about running. Yes. Even though all the sports she mentioned involve running. <laughs> involved running. You're, in you're running. So what are you doing? <laughs> just don't run. Have Don't have to chase something. Just go for a run. But anyway, yeah. she, she wanted she had to either chase a ball or a puck or something. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So now she's not chasing anything. Except the finish line, mm. which is a good thing to be chasing. And she lost a lot of weight. She lost a lot of weight. Wow. And she's very positive. Yes. And she's just attacking ultras with everything she has. And yeah. I love it. On yeah. a treadmill. Hello. That alone shows her mental fortitude. <laughs> yeah. On a treadmill. Everything she was saying has the mind of an ultra. Yes. Because. Exactly. What did she say? When I said, well, that's an ultra runner. When you, when you do an ultra without doing a marathon, 
That's an ultra runner. <laughs> You're thinking like an ultra runner. Yeah. Or I'm going to eat a, two burritos before I do this race. That's an ultra runner. Like, <laughs> that doesn't surprise us. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's she's one tough cookie. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was done. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. See you next time. Ciao. Bye. Ooh, that was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Please visit us at gotarunracing.com for more information on our events or simply drop us an email at gotarunracing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K. Gotta run.